So, Kevin, remember when we had a podcast? A what? Exactly. Yeah, I don't even think the people, the, you know, the eight people that listened to it remembered we had one. The, the literal fives of people that listened? The singles and singles of people. Well, we're sitting here bored, because, well, I don't... COVID-19, the crowd displeaser. Well, so we were sitting around iRacing, and we almost had a long, drawn-out discussion about siblings and motorsport, but then I said, stop, let's not have this discussion without recording it. This is the All Around Motorsports Podcast. So we threw together a list for a pretty fun topic that has nothing to do with racing news, because there is none. Well, there, there is some, but it's like, oh, this race is canceled, this race is rescheduled. Let's call the whole thing off. The world's going to hell, we're all going to burn. Ah! No, that's just called summer. Oh, okay. So we got we got a list here on a shared Google Doc, um, and the first one on the list is actually the one that uh, I was about to pose, and I went, no, we should record this before we have any sort of discussion. So we'll, we'll, we'll start with two fairly big NASCAR names. Of the, of the brothers, Terry and Bobby Labonte, who had the more successful career, and who would we say would win as a better driver, I guess? I, I don't know, do we want to discuss, I guess what we need to set is some ground rules. Like, do we want to take them both from their best season, from their prime, take their potential? Or I think in general is how you want to look at it. Yeah, or you want to look wanna... from an overall view of their entire career, even after they were done with NASCAR's Cup Series, or, you know, other series that they may have run since they since stepped down, things like that. Yeah, I, I wonder how much we want to have it be almost a statistical analysis within some opinion thrown in because some of some of these names we're going to have the stats are definitely weighted towards one side some of them it's very equal and i think those are the ones where we're going to have better discussion which is actually i think why this is a good one because uh on paper terry and bobby have uh, very similar numbers well terry has one more championship in the Cup Series level. That being said, since uh, Bobby retired, he's also done other racing series, such as you know the Well and Euro Series. So when you look at it overall, they seem to be pretty even. And honestly, I can't make too much of a decision. So try to sway me. Oh Lord, this was the hard matchup for me too, because that's basically the issue. The one thing I would say that hurt my overall feelings on Terry was his post-competitive career where he was basically just past champion in starting park teams. Right, that kind of tarnishes his overall, I don't want to say likability, but sportsmanship. Uh, it, yeah, it, it, it hurts the legacy. It really does. I, Versus Bobby, he, he kind of did the same thing. He raced for some low-level teams towards the end there, but when he got out of there, he went over and did Euro Series racing, got a couple finishes that were very good over there. He went into the Fox Sports booth, did some announcing, still does, I believe, for them. So, legacy-wise, I think Bobby probably wins? I think I'd have to agree with you. I mean, I'm looking at his racing reference. Like, his last four cup starts were all in 2016. And, and those were for JTG, I think? Um... Oh, no, that was 2013. The racing reference is showing it weird, um... Because it's just showing me the owner, not the team. Thanks. It was it was a Ford. It was the thirty two. I don't remember what team that was. That'd be Go Fast. Yes, yes, it would be. And 
I mean, he ran all the plate races. Finished 31st twice, 19th, and 24th. Like, those look like... And he was running in all of them, so he didn't start and park any of these races. They attempted to run them. And given what go-fast racing is, that's a pretty good finish. And then he had... He had a Gibbs start in 2016 in the Xfinity <laughs> Series at Daytona. How do I not remember that? I don't remember it either. <laughs> well, he must not so, have done I mean, too the, well. The last thing on his racing reference is those Euro Series races that, the uh, I mean, I don't know what the field was really like in these races. I gotta look at them, but I mean, they're not great-looking finishes overall, really. They're, yeah, front half of the field, back of the front half, really. I mean, let's see, who is he racing with? The Names middle I recognize. third. Uh, I'm just seeing who I recognize in this race. I recognize a few names. I'm not sure you'll recognize any of them except Jacques Villeneuve. Jacques Villeneuve. Uh, is there anybody on here? Alain Day? Oh, yeah, I know that name. Uh, Mark Goosens. Vaguely. Uh, Ruben Garcia Jr.? Uh, I know that name. So, yeah, okay, so... We're, we're going along here. So like Yeah, I, I, I think... I tend to agree that I think if if you if you take the body of work and how they ended their career, I think Bobby's gonna actually win that one. Although I will say it's it's tough, and I think some of that is recency bias on seeing Terry kind of cling along forever. I would say there was a good run of the '90s where it would easily have been Terry. I fully agree with that. So Bobby wins this battle but on the next action. one. The next one, the Bush Brothers. Yeah, I think this is an easy one for me, at least. For me, it's got to be Kurt, considering oh. the giant leap that he took from the Truck Series straight to Cup. Started off god-awful, but by 2004, his third full-time season in the Cup Series, he won the thing. Even after losing a wheel in the final race that could have killed that chance, he still won. He had some ups and downs in you know, the 2010s. Bouncing around from team to team, and he finally got with Stuart Haas. Got going really good there. Was never able to pull out another championship there, but now he's with Ganassi. It's like, man, you know, Kurt used to have that same attitude Kyle does now that everybody hates, but he really 180'd himself and made him a better racer for it. So I got to say Kurt, but I can understand anyone says Kyle too. Yeah, you, you actually really surprised me, because I thought this was an easy Kyle just based on body of work. Uh, not in my opinion. I mean, as, as much as I've made my opinions on Kyle Busch known that I think people, you know, give him more credit than maybe he's due, like, build up this wins across the three series thing that I really don't think is in the same league as what, you know, someone like Richard Petty did, his body of work, especially his career more recently. I think I do have some recency bias there that Kurt... Well, look at his truck series Kurt, after, after he left Roush, bounced around a lot and did not see as much success, whereas that's when Kyle came on. Once Kyle landed at Gibbs, it was... Everything was, you know, coming up the way he wanted it. And to give Kyle credit, he's really what's pushed the truck series to remain relevant anymore. I mean, if, if, if you can credit him with one thing... Kyle Busch is one of the uh, three or four guys super responsible for rule changes to the lower series to keep cup guys out. <laughs> That's uh, definitely So he's sure. definitely got that legacy for him as well. I, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, I think on the statistical sheet, I think he wins hands down. And frankly, I still, I still see Kurt Busch as the old Kurt Busch. I just 
don't really believe he's changed as much as they want us to think. <laughs> I think differently, so... I Tim says Kyle, I say Kurt. I, I will argue that I think you see a lot of that because things have started going well for him. If he starts having runs like he was having at Penske, I think he'll go back to old Kurt. Although, I don't know, I also think he's probably within a couple of years of hanging it up. Probably. I think he's just kind of keeping the seat warm at Ganassi till Chastain could get in there. Well, I mean, frankly, if they wanted Ross in that seat, they'd already have him in there, I think. Well, you know, sponsorship becomes a play in there, but that's a whole different discussion. Alright, so I, I, you know what? I, neither one of us was able to convince the other, so we're going to call that one a push for now. Alright, I feel like this one's going to be easy, but I thought the last one was going to be easy. The Waltrips, Daryl and Michael. Go ahead, Kevin, tell me why Michael Waltrip's the greatest driver of all time. Well, I was actually going to say, I'm going to make a case for Michael. <laughs> I, I really am here. Given that as as a child, Michael was not very close to Daryl, you know, Michael really had to fight tooth and nail to get into racing versus DW didn't, you know, their parents were more behind DW's career than Michael's. Uh, Michael really had to push very hard to get to where he did, uh, you know, making friends with the right people. Uh, Richard Petty was very instrumental in his career, even living with Richard for a while. So he got to learn from the best and he had to do it all on his own. Uh, EW really didn't play too big of a factor in his career. So given all that and the way he had to fight, it was kind of like a J.D. McDuffie deal where it was like he didn't expect to win. He wanted to, but he also was pretty realistic about it, and he wasn't too terribly down about the fact that he didn't win till 2001. But man, once he got hooked up with Dale Earnhardt in the 90s, and Dale's like, you know, one day I'm going to have you as a driver for me. And then when it actually happened, Michael was on fire for those few years, of, you know, when DEI was still DEI versus Teresa Earnhardt Incorporated. I feel like when things switched over to that, it hurt him a lot. So, you know, given what he had, Michael was a very talented racer. A, a decent commentator, if not too goofy, but I think that's more Fox Sports pushing that. Uh, you know, overall, Michael is one of the greatest personalities of the sport, hands down. You can't say otherwise. But a better racer, better personality, everything, Daryl Waltrip, Daryl Waltrip wins. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you looped around there at the end, because I was really going to go, if you're going to try to tell me that Michael wins this matchup in anything except maybe, like, an ex a Bush race in 1990. Like I said, I just wanted to make the case. I I, I am a little skeptical of your, your referring to him as being on fire with DEI before Teresa killed the team. Compared to where he was in the 90s? I mean... That's fire. It wouldn't. That doesn't take much. Four wins isn't what I would think of as on fire, but compared to zero for four hundred and sixty-three. Yeah, I mean, you got that. I, I, I would say that you know, as a broadcaster, I definitely enjoy Daryl more. Um, I think it's just because I, I think it's more to do with what the producers do. I exactly. I really think they like to do the cringy stuff with Michael, and he finds it fun to do. So he's, he's at least enjoying himself. I will say another thing they both share is that tainting any legacy they had with their last few years in Cup. <laughs> yes, agreed. I'd like, Daryl hung on too long, Michael kept 
Michael at least was running partial schedules for his own team most of the time, but, like, Daryl was racing, I'm going to say, four years longer than he should have been. I don't think it was so much of that as just the teams that Daryl had to deal with. I mean, well, let's face it, his team that he owned wasn't that great. That's, that's um, sort of where Carver I Carver Motorsports was obviously not great either, but when he was hooked up with DEI and filling in for Steve Park, he did pretty great. Yeah, but there's sort of a thing, it's like, I can go out there and keep running, but I can't be out there in a team that's even got a car that can reliably make the field. That's where I kind of go, I want to be out there, but do I want to be out there using my past champion to go run 42nd? I don't exactly, say, and I don't think Daryl wanted to be either, so I don't know why he kept doing it. Like I said, I think it was a case of he was waiting for a better opportunity, but he held on for way too long. Speaking of better opportunities, let's talk about the Schumachers. I, 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 I'm going to be honest, we can probably cover this one in 30 seconds. It's Ralph versus Michael Schumacher. Member joined. And that'll be anyone but Ralph. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an easy win for Michael. I mean... Well, hey, Zach, you want to fill in on this podcast here? Oh, yeah, here we go. He can break the tie on the Bush brothers. Yeah. Uh, God bless Ann Merrigan. Serious question. Who do you <clears throat> think is the better overall driver? Kyle or Kurt Busch? Is that, is that a serious question? Yes. Yeah. We're, we're doing a podcast. We're doing bracketology of uh, famous Dude, racing brothers. Bracket, as it's just single elimination for now. Oh, shit. Did I accidentally call into a podcast? Yes, you did. Damn. Here, I'll, I'll get you the doc so you can see what we're, what we're looking at here. But yeah, that, that was the one so far that we haven't had... I we, we disagreed on who we thought was the better one. And we couldn't sway each other, so I'm curious. Because I thought there was a clear winner. And uh, Kevin did not. Uh, okay, I mean, make your case for Kurt, because it's obviously Kyle. He has two cup championships, a bunch of wins, a bunch of Xfinity wins, and a bunch of truck wins. Kurt has one championship that, yes, I think he may have won it arguably in an easier system than the one we have now, and he won that one 16 years ago. What has he done since then? I mean, he does have a bunch of wins. He's a good driver. Hall of Famer, definitely, but no, I think Kyle's definitely the better driver, easily. Well, there's the tiebreaker. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you have enough of a rebuttal to fight that, do you? <laughs> I I already made my case earlier. I don't feel like repeating it. Oh, there you go. All right, well we'll move on to the next one on the list. That this one actually, we we just covered a super clear cut one, Zach, of Ralph and Michael Schumacher. You know, I don't really know enough about Ralph Schumacher, so I'm just gonna go ahead and say it's Michael. <laughs> it's definitely Michael. Like Ralph is a good driver, but he, if if he was as good as his brother, he never showed it. But the next pairing we have are two guys you've probably heard of, Jeff and Ward Burton. I'm going to have to go with Jeff here. I would actually go with Ward. And I'm still on the fence. Like, I'm looking at their stats. It's like... I mean, the, the one thing I'll say that's really funny about Jeff and Ward, how many brothers have shared a sponsor throughout their career? <laughs> not many. I'm willing to bet. It's, that's, that one's just weird to me. I mean, let me look at it. Ward has I mean, five wins. Personality. Five Ward wins. wins? No, no, he has five wins. No, no, I'm talking like personality-wise, Ward wins. If you can understand what he's saying. That's half the personality. Yeah, I'm just looking at their stats, though. Like, Ward has five cup wins in less than 400 starts. Jeff has 21 in nearly 700 starts. And you go down to the lower series, you know, Jeff has 300 
Bush starts in 27 wins. Ward's only got 161, but he won four times. All right, let, let's just drop the hammer on this conversation here. Jeff Burton has more finishes inside the top 10 in cup points, and Ward Burton does full-time seasons. Yeah, that's probably fair, and probably what wins it for him. And frankly, short of that one time at Texas, has there ever been anybody that was mad at Jeff Burton? I'm sure there was. We just don't know about it. It seems like everybody likes him. He's a very capable guy. He could probably go out there tomorrow, if there was a race tomorrow, and put in a top 20 finish without much effort. Ward probably could too, but Ward never had that consistency. Ward also never really got what I would say a was... A great team? Yeah, it was a great ride. I like Those Bill Davis cars were okay for most of his career, but, you know... Gene Haas back in 2004 wasn't going to give him a championship car, and McClure wasn't going to give him one either in 2007. He yes, 2004 he Haas, much different than 2014 Haas. Yes, very different. All right, so I guess we're going with Jeff. All right, then. Now we got a humdinger. We got a three-way going here. Oh, my. Jeff Green, David Green, or Mark Green? Well, Kevin, you go ahead and go first, because I'm still looking through these guys' racing references trying to figure out who I want to pick, although I think I know who it is. I mean, I don't have an opinion. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, they're they were all instrumental in, you know, the relevance of the Bush series. They're mainstays in that series for years. Uh, I, I mean, Mark Green, he did race a pretty slick looking looking a slick looking '96 uh, Caterpillar Chevrolet. So I mean, who's I that? I think just based on results, though, I think I would argue he's probably the one that we can eliminate. <laughs> Nah. And especially given that both, unless I'm completely wrong, both Jeff and David have championships in the Bush series, don't they? I believe so. So you got two brothers with a championship, one without. He's probably the odd man out and helps us bring this down to a head-to-head matchup. Well, the one doesn't even have any wins in anything. Yeah. I, I think that's why it makes it really easy to just have it be Jeff versus David here. Well, if you're going Jeff versus David, I'd have to say David. I don't really have anything else to add to that. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with Jeff Green on this one because he has um, more Xfinity wins and he does have statistics worth mentioning in Cup, that being any amount of top fives or top tens. Uh, David Green just won a poll one time and yeah. Frank, really I, do much I, with I, it. I think what I what I want to look at here real quick is who did Jeff Green beat for his championship versus who did uh, Mark beat? I'm gonna figure that out pretty quick. Yeah, I, it's, I just wish Racing Reference was loading faster for me today. I mean, ah uh, yes, COVID nineteen slowing down everybody's bandwidth across uh, the world. Uh, Jeff Green beat Jason Keller. He beat Kevin Harvick. Top Kevin Harvick. Yeah. Whoa. He also. Ron Hornaday. You know who else he beat? David Green. Well, that's irony. Did <laughs> what, what I now want to see is what year did David Green win his? 94. His was 94. He beat Ricky Craven, Chad Little, Kenny Wallace, Hermie Sadler, Johnny Benson, Bobby Dodder, Larry Pearson, and a Setzer. Tim well, those are some pretty tough names, but it's hard to uh, say they're any tougher than, you know, Hornaday and Harvick. I think I would honestly, because of that, lean towards Jeff because he actually beat David in a head-to-head championship matchup. Yeah, it's pretty hard to argue that. 
So I, th I think we found a winner. All right. Two Jeffs in a row. Now here's the one that it's kind of a shame Alex isn't here for. Because I don't think we're going to be able to determine these on uh, NASCAR stats. Dave and no. Dale Blaney. I would rather say Dave, but when you're talking World of Outlaws and Dirt Sprint Car, Dale by a long shot. But then again, Dave also has, you know, Bush Series and Cup Series starts. So at the same point, Dave Blaney's Cup career, nothing to really write home about. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look and see what I, like, it's hard to find some of these stats, even. That's kind of the thing that um, Dale Blaney has 137 wins on the All-Star Circuit of Champions. Oh, we're on the same Wikipedia page. I didn't realize that he uh, was drafted by the Los Angeles Lakers. Pull up. What? I, I don't think that has any bearing on this discussion. I mean, that is pretty prestigious. <laughs> that is. But wait, what? Yeah. That's almost as shocking as uh, he learning that Brendan Gaughan was uh, a basketball player. Like, hang on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I tend to lean towards thinking it was Dave, but I think that's just because I know about what he did, and apparently so does Wikipedia, whereas they don't know anything about Dale, really. Oh, I know Dale. That's why I chose Dale. Well, you can definitely make the argument for Dave, but at the I same time... I have a hunch... Yeah, I, I, I think it's almost a coin toss between the two of them. It kind of depends on what you put the weight on, whether you put it on dirt or whether you put it on what they could show on asphalt. Well, if it's asphalt, it's Dave Blaney, and it's not even close because Dale Blaney didn't even make any starts. Exactly. Yeah. So, I think we've got, what, one for Dave, one for Dale? Do it it's, for Dale! It, it depends on the criteria. Yeah, and, and it kind of comes down to what your personal criteria is. Okay. It's well, almost, if we're it's doing a statistical a criteria, if we're doing statistical criteria, say, let's just say all wins are equal, then who? Well, that's the thing. You can't say all wins are equal. I don't know what the, to coin an iRacing term, the strength of field for those all-star circuit of champions sprint car races are. Is he they're on par with World of Outlaws. Eh, I'd say they're more Xfinity to cup as it's it is. Honestly, my question was, like, who who did he beat for some of these races? Were all these races against, you know, top-level sprint car drivers, or does he have, like, 30 or 40 wins where it was the local guys and, you know, there were, like, five touring guys that actually showed up? You know, some kind of that argument sometimes people make about some of Richard Petty's wins, to be honest. I think I will, I will go with not enough information on this one. I, I think this is a good one to have as a push. Well, a push it is. Next, we're going to throw it back. 1979 Daytona 500 style. Donnie versus Bobby Allison. Uh, this one's pretty easy for me. Bobby. Zach, do you have anything to say? Um, I'm just pulling up their stats. <laughs> yeah, you know, after much deliberation and about 12 seconds of thought, I'm going to go with Bobby Allison on this one. I think we got a clean sweep. The second Bobby to win. I also share his birthday, so that's cool, too. Our next one I think we're going to have to have more thought on. We have a pair of Andrettis, Michael and Jeff. Well, I mean, Michael did race F1, albeit not well. I might argue that that's more of a hindrance than a benefit to have raced something poorly. Well, Jeff's stats weren't that great either. He was kind of an IndyCar flop. Of course, injury doesn't help there. I think it's uh, 
Michael and not even close. Yeah, that kind of card. Plus, I mean, I got Michael's diecast in right here, so I don't want to disrespect the collection. Well, I guess that was easier than I thought it was going to be. Hey, Michael Andretti does have a podium in F1. That's pretty cool. Not very many people can say that, to be fair. And, and he has a podium, and he finished a lap down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> For our next matchup, we've got another three-way struggle. We've got the Bodines. Jeff, Todd, and Brett. Well-headed oh, this one's pretty damn easy. You gotta go with Jeff. I mean, his rivalry in the 80s with uh, Dale Sr. and everything he did to make it to where Hendrick Motorsports even exists today. It's hard to say Todd or Brett in comparison. I, I think it would be an impossible to argue Brett, although you could argue Todd did a lot in the truck series. Yeah, However, totally he did. you could then argue against him that he did a lot in the truck series and nothing higher, although it, it, it always seemed to me like he never really felt like he wanted to be much higher than that. It always seemed like he was kind of content. Yeah, I think he was just happy, you know, landing in any ride that was successful, whether it be, you know, cup, bush, or truck. I mean, there's, but... something, there's something to be said for going, okay, like, I can have, you know, be competitive championship contender in one of the lower series, or I can be in a backmarker car in a high series. And I think he kind of lived that life and realized it, because, I mean, I did not realize how many cup starts this guy had. He has 241 cup starts. And seven top fives. So that may actually uh, swing me towards Jeff. I didn't realize that Top Bodine ran as well in the Bush series as he did. There's top five in points five times. Yeah, I gotta be honest. Looking, looking at stats and the way I tend to view the cup field as being a harder field to win in, oh, I yeah. gotta agree with Kevin. Like, for, for Jeff Bodine to win 18 cup races and win those in the 80s and the early 90s, those were tough fields to win in. Especially starting out with Hendrick like that was it being somewhat of a low-level organization at the time. I mean, they, if he didn't win Martinsville, Hendrick Motorsports wouldn't exist today. Period. That, you know, any, anybody that got selected by IROC and won three races there, you, you gotta really take seriously. And you have to factor in his contributions to the uh, Winter Olympics, too. Yes, with the bobsledding. I think we've gotten two of us on Jeff, so unless Zach has a really good argument for Todd or Brett, I think we've decided. I, I got nothing for Brett Bodine other than he was alright. Yeah. <laughs> he was meh. He drives the pace car? I mean, Todd Bodine... Oh, wait, I we think... didn't factor that in. What? Brett Bodine's led more laps because he drove the pace car. Yeah, but those are unofficial <laughs> laps. If you, you want to gather <laughs> stats on that, by all means, go for it. You got time. He almost got wrecked by Tony Stewart once. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, I think, I think Todd Bodine was more successful, but Jeff Bodine was, uh, his, his success came against, he had less success, but it was in a tougher series. Yeah, his, his success was worth maybe more on paper, whereas I mean, Todd's, Todd's success was very strong in what he was looking for, but his, his aim seemed to always be a little lower than what Jeff was out there trying to do. Yeah, I mean, he does, Todd Bodine does have two truck championships, but... And I, I wonder if, you know, it, it didn't seem like, I don't know how to even phrase this, it seems like he ran a lot in the trucks and was in rides for that, whereas I don't feel like, uh, yeah, Jeff ran 22 truck races ever. And one of them, he almost got killed. 
There's that, yeah. Of course, he didn't have anything to do with that wreck. He was just kind of a victim of circumstance. Yeah, that's that's one of those wrecks that will be played until the end of time. Um, so we, we've got another interesting matchup after this. Uh, we got a pair of active cup drivers, Ty and Austin Dillon. They both suck shit. Well, that's yeah. why this is a hard question. <laughs> However, Austin, I guess. Yeah, the, the stats the stats say if the world ended today and you were asked just from the numbers to say which one of them was the better driver, you'll look at the stats and probably say Austin. Although I will say, from our fantasy last year, it seemed like Ty Dillon did better in points for people than Austin would have. I'm actually I gotta check this now. Let's see where they where they ended up in driver points. I'm sure Austin was ahead because he won a race. And that kind of, in this current system, throws you way out ahead of everybody who doesn't win a race. That being said, when it comes to the Dillons, I think Mike Dillon is the clear winner. Austin didn't win last year. It was the year before. I'm stupid. Um, they were 21st and 24th in points, with Austin being ahead of Ty. But I actually barely. Find it, I find it interesting who was between them. Matt DiBenedetto and Ricky Stenhouse. That's even more interesting. I didn't even know that. Like, I'm trying to see... Where were they on? On points. Where, where... Well, there it is. Yeah, Austin Dillon finished the year showing 700 points. Ty had 613. I, I, I think... I think you do just have to slightly give it to Austin. Although, I will say... You put Ty in a little bit better of a car, and that might change. It, just, it will never, never happen, but... I don't think the 13 is as good a car as that 3. Any dissenting opinion? Nope. While you file that one out, we have uh, probably another easy one. You have Marino versus Dario Franchitti. You gotta say Dario, right? It's hard to argue that the guy who doesn't have any cha IndyCar championships beats the guy who does. Dario even won the 500, I believe. Could be wrong on that. I might be misremembering. It's easy enough to check. Yeah. I will I say, his NASCAR career was terrible. It was got awful. But yeah, let's see. Yeah, he, he has an Indy 500 or two here. I don't know who Marino is. You don't, you don't know well, who's Dario's Marino brother. Yet. Well, that, that was obvious from the... Here, I'll give you his racing reference. Uh, he has two races in the supercars. 14 Grand Am, 73 ALMS starts, 7 in the WeatherTech series, and uh, some starts at Le Mans. He mostly runs sports cars. He never really reached the same level as Dario. Yeah, I'm going to give this one to Dario then. Yeah. Uh, the next one we can just hit Brad and continue on. Do you even want to give the last nope. name? You don't want to tell him so, the story uh... about Brad and Brian Kozlowski? Because this one's stupid easy, isn't it? Right. The Prides of Detroit, Michigan. Uh, we have one that's actually won something, and one it, that thinks sim racers are school shooters. Brian Keselowski, it took two cars to get his one car into the Daytona 500. Yeah, that old purred car. I thought we would get at least 15 seconds, but no. even then. Yeah. Next. All right. Next. Moving on to some guys I'm sure Zach's never heard of, the Laziers. I've heard of Buddy Lazier. Yeah, you gotta go with Buddy. You, you don't want to try to argue with Jacques Lazier, who I'm having to look at his racing reference to tell you he has an IndyCar win? At Chicago nope. in 2001, racing for John Menard? That uh. might poison the well. Oof. <laughs> no, it, it, it's... 
I wonder if he gets that overtime check. Yeah, I, I, I think it is easy to say it's Buddy. He has eight times as many wins. Next staying one? With, yeah, staying with IndyCar. Rick and okay. Roger Mears. I would have to say Rick. I mean, Roger was fairly successful, but when you think of the Mears family, you think of Rick and possibly Casey. Yeah. Yeah, I think the stats would agree with you there. I mean... Yeah, I'm going with Rick Mears on this one. Yeah, I mean, one of them's won the Indy 500 multiple times, and the other one hasn't really won anything. I mean, he won three car championships. In keeping with the set him up, knock him down theme, we have Phil versus Benny Parsons. I think this one's easy, right? Yeah, definitely Phil. <sighs> no. <laughs> well, it's not going to be good. Uh, I, I, it's got to be Benny. Yeah, it's, it, it's absolutely Benny. I mean, he has a cup championship. That right there kind of ends that discussion. And he won the cup championship in a car that was completely destroyed. If he didn't get back on the track, he wouldn't even won the championship. I mean, that's incredible. That is just incredible. Kevin, you have a drop for that. That's incredible. I know, but I just went on my own tangent. Thanks for spoiling my soundboard, you dick. However, that segues nicely into the next matchup that'll be less than a second. That's incredible. Richard and Maurice Petty. It's Richard, obviously. Yeah, Why did you even write that down? I'm sorry you wasted the time. <laughs> <laughs> we needed some that were very clear and easy ones, because uh, I'm going to have to research Troy versus Joe Rutman, because I don't really know their careers at all. Uh, Joe did a lot in the lower series. I believe he did Modified Racing too. Troy, I don't really know much about. Let's see, Joe Rutman has 225 cup starts. 19 top 5s, 60 top 10s, 3 poles. Uh, 1 win out of 21 starts in Bush slash Xfinity. Although I think it was slash Nationwide, technically. 13 in the trucks out of 172 starts. 3 in ARCA out of 13. Um, ran in the Bush Clash twice. <laughs> now, let's see, Troy has 7 cup starts. Two top fives, five top tens. All in the 60s. Yeah, I'm going to give this one to Joe. Yeah, same here. It's like, what's amazing to what? me is how far separate their careers were. I, I will point out, um, yeah. because of a quirk of the way racing reference counts Indy 500s, Troy Rutman has a Formula One win. Well, let's give it to Troy Rutman then. I don't think that's fair. No, I bet that is. And, and he, of the two, he did participate in the Fastmaster series. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. That's yeah. A, that, that he is... crashed in the DNS. That's incredible. Yeah, I think it's Joe. And I don't even, I, I, I gotta be honest, I don't think it was fair to compare them at all with how different their careers were. I want to say this one might be easy, too. Yeah. Uh, Hermie and Elliot Sadler? Uh, you gotta go with Hermie. I mean, no. duh. Elliot I mean, Sadler. he's a wrestler. That's the other drop you're missing, by the way. Well, that he's a wrestler? No, duh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do need that. I mean, Elliot Sadler has three cup wins. Yeah, and Hermie Sadler has, like, nothing. 
I mean, when you're talking about the Virginia late model scene, I think Hermie kind of comes on top there. But uh, as for contributions to the top two series, you got to go with uh, well, Elliot I mean, there. And, and quality of field kind of matters there. Like, you, you, you can be hot shit on the regional level, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything on the national level. Whereas if you're out there winning <laughs> races, <laughs> winning races on the control. national level, I think that means a lot. I think Elliot Sadler is the best driver to never win an Xfinity championship. I don't know about that, but... This run from 2011 to 2018 is... I mean, it was good, but I feel like Mark Martin would fall under that category better. Well, next on our list, I think this one's going to be over in five seconds. Martin and Ryan Truex. Huh, one of them has a championship. Uh, Martin Truex Sr., definitely. That's not an option in this choice. Yeah, it's got to be Truex Jr. I don't know how you can make an argument that... Mark Martin is a better driver than Elliot Sadler that never won a championship in Xfinity when he only ever ran one full-time season. And he should have won it. He finished eighth in points. Yeah, he should have won it. That... What? That, that's my Mark Martin bias showing. Yeah, next, please. Let's, let's... All right, we've got the answers. Al, Bobby, and Jerry. Well, I've only heard of one, so... Oh, I really want to say Bobby because he's just... An incredible storyteller and was an incredible talent behind the wheel, but numbers wise, he can't say no to Al. But Bobby yeah. was instrumental to the Unzer's uh, domination of Indy. So, I mean, I'm going to say Bobby, but I'm pretty sure you're going to say Al. Yeah, I, I got to go with Al. It's, it's just his, his resume is too strong. Now, let's see what Zach has to say. About what? I think you already said all you have to say. So yeah, I Al, so he wins. Yeah. Here's another challenging pair of three. Pair of three. Yeah, that's how math works. <laughs> trio? Trio. That's the word I'm looking for. Rusty, Mike, and Kenny Wallace. Rusty. If you go with on track, yeah. it's got to be Rusty. If you go with... Um, Off track, in you got to go with Kenny. It's Kenny. If you go with uh, making people buy spam, it's Mike. Or if you're going to go with uh, getting your ass kicked in the parking lot of a Rascal Flats concert, definitely, Mike. I'll have to look into that story later. <laughs> that, that was a thing. Yeah, I think driving resume-wise, it, it's absolutely rusty. I definitely, I really like Kenny. He's great when they have him on TV, although that, you know, has sort of stopped being a thing. And he, Amazing Twitter follow, by the way. Well, you get some interesting stuff. I, I will say, I, I, I sometimes forget the Wallaces are from around here, and then he tweets something super local to me, and I go, Kenny, it's not even snowing that bad. Why are you complaining about the roads? But yeah, I think it's rusty. Unless, unless Zach's going to greatly sway us towards Mike. Uh, Moving yeah. on. <laughs> this one's a little charged, just because of the way the world worked. Justin versus Stefan Wilson. I mean, you gotta say Justin, right? The, the, I mean, he was great in Champ Car. He was really, he was pretty good in IndyCar. He never really got, you know, a top ride necessarily. Kind of bounced around a lot, but he was damn good while he was with us. Yeah, I. I'll argue that Stefan also never has gotten really a top ride. He, you know won two races in lights, has won a little bit here and there, but he doesn't run as much, and, you know, we never got to see what Justin really could do. 
but I would say what we did see gave us a, a hint at what we what we missed. Yeah, I would have to agree there. Well, fortunately, that didn't take an hour, so we can move into the next part where we do some father-son matchups, and these get really weird really fast. Um, although, for some reason, I just realized there's a flaw in the sheet, and Kevin's put one in uh, <laughs> down here that should be brothers. So why don't we hit those brothers really quick and then go to the father-son. Um, right. Let's see if Zach's even heard of these guys. Ricky or Jordan Taylor? Yeah, they run the 24. That's about all I know. I mean, I'd have to say Jordan. I mean, he's got more wins. I'm really having to rack my brain on it. Um, I mean, Ricky's showing some promise in the Cadillac DPI, but... Well, and and now, we're, now we're at the point where they're not even in the, the same class. Right. So that, that makes it kind of complicated. I, I don't know. I, I think that one's frankly a push for me. And maybe even not fair to, to put them up against each other at this point. And they're both great guys off the track, too. Absolutely. I'm going to call it a push. Zach, are you going to claim ignorance? I don't really have enough knowledge on either to form an opinion. I mean, they both run the 24, and I think they've won a few times, but that's all I really yeah, know. Yeah, they, they ran together, too, I think, the times they've won it, so... Okay, we'll just move on to the father-son list, because I don't think we're going to get a winner out of that one. These get to be interesting because you have the, a lot of them, you have the element of the era in which they were racing. Wow, that's a terrible noise that video made behind me. Uh, so, we'll, we'll start with one that's probably going to be one of the hardest ones. Ralph and Dale Earnhardt. Dale. Ralph. What? Ralph. What? Sorry. Jeez, that's some horrendous tape noise. Rose, Matt's, Mike. I think I have to go with Dale, but it is very close. The thing that buys Ralph a lot of points is he was racing in that really weird era where... NASCAR wasn't quite Yeah, good. nothing had, co had come together with cohesion, so you really didn't know what you were stepping into from week to week. But I don't think... I don't think that's enough adversity, air quotes, that he went through to even get stuff off the ground to argue that his that Dale was not the be the much better driver and the much larger legacy. Because frankly, yeah, without Dale had the bigger legacy for certain. Without Dale Senior, you're not going to remember the name Earnhardt. Well, it, that depends on region. In the South, Ralph is held in just as high esteem. Yeah, but you're you're not gonna be a name that you say Earnhardt out in public. People go, Oh yeah, Dale Earnhardt didn't you know, they know about him. Or his son. Very very few people who aren't greatly involved in the sport have any idea who Ralph is. Whereas Dale But that's not the argument we're trying to make. We're not talking about the casual fans, we're talking, you know, driver to driver. I I I, I think that's I think that's actually one of the things that's pushing Dale over the top for me. That and, you know, running out of fingers to put rings on on one hand. To coin a term from another sport. I just... Well, I feel like if uh, Ralph, you know, came along at the same time as Dale Sr., I think Ralph would have been the better driver and would have won equally as much. I mean, that is the thing that makes this challenging, is you have the different eras, but that that that's that's a hypothetical that we really... 
I don't have the evidence there to really be able to agree to it. Well, Zach, you want to break the tie here? I already said that. Yeah, I think he already did. Okay. Like, technically, you've already lost, Kevin, but, you know. There we go. This yeah, one, I, I think this one, wow, did I misspell that name? Goddamn. Yes. <laughs> Fixed you, it. You misspelled it up above, but I didn't want to call you out on, on your podcast. The name but Michael, I've never been able to spell. A-E-A-E-A-E. So we've got Michael and Marco Andretti. Um, well, it's obviously Marco. I mean, yeah. man, who's this Michael guy? No, I'm totally kidding. It's definitely Michael. Yeah, I, yeah. I wish it was harder than that. But Michael Andretti, definitely at this moment. Now, it, when IndyCar finally gets running again, Marco could finally light the world on fire like he's always wanted to and change this if you ask us in three years. But right now, it's Michael. And now we got one where I'm going to have to research. Yeah, Butch Gillen versus David. When it comes to West Coast racers, Butch David, Butch David, Butch Gilliland was one of the better of the West Coasters. He was definitely up there with you know guys like Skinner and Harvick and everything. When you're talking West Coast racers, when it comes to a national prominence, I think David definitely takes that. You know, both in his Cup career and car ownership career as well. Tabber is Todd's probably gonna be better than both of these fools. That's also true. No, I'm I'm going with Butch Gilliland just because David really was mediocre at every level. I mean, yeah. He never really had a dominant ride, but I mean he did run with Yates the last couple of years, and that car wasn't bad. Yeah, it's a challenging one for me because I I lean I I, I on initial want to lean towards David, and I look at his stats and go. He just doesn't really have the stats to back that up. It's just he was in cup forever, but he was also in cup forever just sort of hanging around. Yeah, I mean, the majority of his career, he ran for front row and sucked. That or BK racing, and they sucked shit. And of course, I pulled Gilliland on racing reference. I'm just going to send you two what I, what I get as the fourth Gilliland. There's a fourth? Technically. Uh, I don't think David Gilliland ever ran for BK racing. That was all front row. Yeah. Uh, Yates, 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 Kevin Buckler, Bob Jenkins, Finch, a couple of Gibbs starts. All around very mediocre. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he was kind of one of those middle of the field, back of the field also rans for mm, uh, the latter half of his career. He, first couple of years, like... I, I wonder if Yates was as competitive then as they had been in the late 90s. I don't think they were, but, you know, Elliot Sadler was getting decent finishes for him in the aughts. In that car. Uh, David Gillen made three starts for Gibbs and Cup in 2009, and a start for the Wood Brothers. Wow, I don't remember any of that. Good, because he sucked. Yeah, I think that's why Butch wins. Oh, there you go, Butch Gillen wins. All right, here's one where we might have to mute Kevin's mic. I mean, I can't call uh, the one kid a dipshit. So we got jo Joe Nemechek and John Hunter. Well, Joe never tried to kill anybody in the last corner of a racetrack, so I'm going to go with Joe. I, I, yeah, same. Right, right now, it's easily Joe. Now, ten years from now, John Hunter might you know, actually become a respectable driver with wins and all sorts of stuff. But right now, Joe, you win. Ta-da! Now wait nah. just a minute, didn't we already talk about one of these guys? 
Yeah, we got Dave versus Ryan Blaney. Uh, Ryan, I think, wins that one pretty good. Uh, uh, I, I don't think there's a ton of question for me that if you if you weight it towards the Cup Series and Asphalt, yeah, Ryan definitely wins. Well, here you have it. <laughs> Here's one I also need to research, because frankly, I just remember Andy Houston running a McDonald's car poorly. Yes. Yeah, when it comes to Tommy versus Andy, Tommy was one of those guys that were very formative in the Bush Series creation and... Yeah, I, I, I just on the stats page, I, I lean towards Tommy because he's got yep. stats. He has lots of stats. All right, here's one that's probably also going to be hard for us. Uh, Derek and Connor Daly. Connor Daly? Yes, Connor Daly. Daly. Uh-oh. I spelled Daly wrong. I'm sure I spelled it wrong. You know I can't spell. I can't, I'm lucky I can spell my own name. As There's no I in the name. Also, I'm not sure I wrote that one down. <laughs> Daly? There, oh, no, no, not not daily. There you go. There you go. I always want to put another letter in there. Yeah. So do you know anything about Derek Daly? No. Well, let me get you a racing reference page then while we see if Kevin comes back. I'm pulling it up. Although it's entirely possible that the Corona got him. I'm going to go with Connor Daly on this one. I, I, I don't know. Neither so really did much. I, I, I want to go with... I, my my gut says Derek, just because of the era in which he he did what he did. But and frankly, Connor hasn't really done a lot. He won a race. I mean, he did. Wasn't it in the lights? Yeah. Let, 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 let's look and see. Who did he beat? He beat Stefan Wilson. Ooh. Uh, Esteban Guerrieri. Um, Gustavo Jakobin, Anders Krohn, uh, Joseph Newgarden, okay, he beat Joseph Newgarden, but he got wrecked out of the race. Um, frankly, Joseph Newgarden's probably the only real big name guy on here. As Kevin has survived the corona, for now. And my internet decided to fuck off. Well, that's fine, we were discussing the dailies. I'm going to go with Derek. That's where I was, too. I mean, we're looking at who Connor Daly beat in his win in the lights. And the only named guy on there is Joseph Newgarden, who got wrecked out of the race. Well, the next round's going to be a little bit more uh, difficult, because you have two Mr. Popular. Yeah, you got Bill and Chase Elliott. Now, oh. the, yeah, the thing that hurts Chase right now is he's so young into his career that he has not done enough to get out of the shadow of, his, of, of Bill. It just, he hasn't. And I, 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 I'm curious if Kevin can make an argument for Chase, or if he's even going to try. Or if his internet has died and he's falling out of the server. Uh, sorry, my microphone is muted. Um, you can definitely try to make a case for Chase. Uh, you know, he's very talented. Some could say equally as talented as his father. Equally as likable, but he's not, uh, he's not the type to really be out in the public eye too much. I think that kind of hurts him a little bit, which is weird given his popularity. Um, you know, in the late model divisions, you know, I got to see him go through all that, which was really cool. Even then, he was like, it was like, yeah, if this kid doesn't make it to NASCAR, that's a crying ass shame. So when you're talking raw talent, they're at least even. Uh, but it's really hard to say that he's better than his father at this point, just because of the same thing you said, Tim. It's just too young in his career. 
Yeah, I think this is another one. Give it 10 years, and our opinion may be complete opposite. It's just going to depend on what Chase does. But right now, he's shown us the potential, but hasn't, hasn't actually put it on the paper yet. This is a fun one. Graham and Damon Hill. I'd have to say Graham. This is certainly one where the era really influences how you interpret what they've done. Because, I mean, Graham has 14 Formula 1 wins. Damon has 22. And I'll point out, it's not like he wasn't racing anybody. He was beating Michael Schumacher. Exactly. And wasn't Elaine Prost around at that time, too? Um, I think Prost did... Well, God, yeah, let me look. Uh, Mika Hakkinen was definitely around I mean, then. He he was he was he was racing stout fields. Exactly. Like, it wasn't I mean, like he was racing, racing chumps. Just pulled a random race from '95 where he beats John Lacy, Berger, Coulthard, Hakkinen, uh, Nigel Mansell, Schumacher, Jos Verstappen. Oh well, and who could forget the greatest F1 driver of all time, Taki Inoue. Oh God. Uh, Rubens Barrichello, although he wasn't really in a competitive car then. I mean, his last F1 win was Spa 98. Which, uh, frankly, was probably not driving talent that won him that. If anything, it was actually Team Orders, and everybody else died. I Why? Mean, because Spa. If, if anybody that doesn't remember that race, that's the race that was restarted once. Should never have really been started from the grid in that rain. And later in the race... Michael Schumacher plowed in the back of, uh, was it Coulthard's McLaren? It was a McLaren, I don't recall which. I want to say it was Coulthard's, although I see Coulthard finished the race, so... Maybe it was Hockenden? I think it was Hockenden that he hit in the spray because he couldn't see him. Like, that, that race was a disaster, and was a 1-2 for the Jordan team. <laughs> That's it's not something you hear often. Uh, no, I don't think you ever heard it again. But, I mean, his... At uh, Suzuka 96, Damon Hill beat Michael Schumacher, Hockenden, Berger, Brundle, Coulthard, Barrichello, Johnny Herbert, Jacques Villeneuve. It, he, he was certainly racing good people. He made some poor choices of where he wanted to be with teams, but, you know, that can happen to the best. And whereas, you know, Graham raced in a very different era, though. <laughs> he did. I mean, for example, his second win was at the Nürburgring. The Nordschleife, for the record. And, I mean, he didn't exactly beat nobodies. Surtees, Gurney, Clark, McLaren, uh, Phil Hill, Jack Brabham, Lorenzo Bandini, Joe Sifford. Like, he, he was racing some of the best at the time. And was racing in an era where... Some of these guys uh, weren't guaranteed to see tomorrow. I still gotta say Graham. I didn't realize Graham had three IROC starts. That he did. I don't think Damon Hill has any. I mean, that, that might sway it. So, Graham it is? Zach, you have any input on this? Not really. I, I'd want to go with Graham. Part of this is the Schumacher fan in me not liking Damon Hill. But... <laughs> so I guess we're gonna settle on Graham, and then we're gonna move on to a really difficult NASCAR one. Ned and Dale Jarrett. I think if you're going number to number, probably Dale. But Ned also was very good, and he probably could have kept racing longer 
had it not for his best friend burning alive in his hands. Yeah, I would also say if you uh, go based on the post-career broadcasting, I'm going with Ned. Oh, definitely. I mean, anyone that can call a pit stop while having your own personal pit stop, that's talent right there. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Zach, any, any input on this decision? Um, I mean, Ned retired really early, but he does have, like, two championships. I don't know. I think it's a toss-up between the two just because Ned retired early. Yeah, it, it, this one may actually be a push. Because you got a lot of factors that hamper Ned's numbers, but you can see that without those, his, he probably would have racked up a lot more. You can make an art, a better argument for Ned Jarrett just because of that, that he put up those stats in such a short period of time. You know who we should have brought into this debate, too? Jason Jarrett? <laughs> sure. Glenn Jarrett? Just all the Jarretts, yeah, but... I I, th I think I think I gotta go with Ned. Yeah, uh, I mean I, I'm still gonna go with Dale, but I understand that one. This next one might be easy. We've already talked about one of these guys, uh, Bob and Brian Kozlowski. And uh, I purposely picked Brian because Bob and Brad was absolutely <laughs> no contest. Yeah, I, I I think it's Bob. And Kevin's clearly run out of thoughts. This one's probably also maybe on the easier side. I'm not sure. We might we might be able to have a long, drawn-out discussion on it, actually. Sorry, I was distracted. Uh, but uh, when it comes to Bob Keselowski, he was definitely one of those guys that was very instrumental to the start of the truck series, instrumental to Midwest late model touring as well. Um, you know, he did this all from a shoestring budget out of a shop in Detroit. Well, the Detroit area, I should say. You know, he was far away from the epicenter of stock car racing, but he still left quite a large mark on the sport. Yeah, I, I, Brian. I, yeah, I, th I think we have a clear winner there. Now, this one might be easy on paper, but I think the intangibles make it hard. Lee and Richard Petty. I have to say, Lee. What? Sorry. I think there are intangible things in there that can really skew you in that direction. But, given that they raced against each other... But you also have to consider when they race each other, Lee was still definitely beating Richard. That's, that's, that's one of the things that's kind of interesting. Yeah, because Richard was like 20. No, they raced each other and Lee was the better driver. It's Richard, it's not even close. Yeah, I, I, I think it would be... I, I think it would be very hard to, at the end of the day, say it's Lee, even though I think it's a lot closer than what the statistics would show. The statistics, you're like, oh yeah, look at all these wins Richard has, but... I... I, I can't diminish how good Lee was, but once Richard found his footing... He was he was wiping the whole field off the map. Well, that was a, a, also largely due in part to Lee's success. I mean, if Lee wasn't one of the first people ever to go, I'm racing full-time, period, in NASCAR, who knows if Richard would have even done any good. I mean, that's fair, but we're... It, it, it's a difficult question. 
I, I think it's maybe more difficult than you want it to be, but it, it's it's got to be Richard. Like, I I I think they're they're they have an overlap in their career, but once Lee was out of the sport, if Richard wasn't around, I don't know that NASCAR really develops the way it did. Like, they were both very instrumental in shaping the sport when they oh, were absolutely. in it. And I think Richard was probably more influential. Maybe not as pivotal, but certainly was a huge factor in what NASCAR became in the 70s and the 80s. Eh, I guess I can see that. Here's a fun one that might actually... I might be able to... I might have to convince both of you of the correct answer to this one, at least what I think is the correct answer. Jan and Kevin Magnuson. Definitely Jan. Okay, I don't have to convince Kevin. And Zach's over here like, I don't know who these guys are. I mean, I know who Kevin Magnuson is, and he sucks. So... You don't, you don't know about his father? Here, I'll, se I'll send you a racing reference page. I forgot he had a cup start. <laughs> Wait, what? I, I, in 2010, at Sonoma for James Finch. He finished 12th. Whoa, that's crazy. However, the bulk of uh, what what puts him up there for me is his Grand Am and ALMS and IMSA stuff. And his finishes at Le Mans, though they were never quite as uh, high as I'm sure he would have liked. He never did actually win the damn thing. And I would argue their F1 careers are about the same. I still gotta go with Jan. I, I, I definitely think it's Jan over Kevin. This next one might also be interesting. Bobby and Graham Rahal. I would have to go with Bobby. Graham is definitely played. Definitely just as good, you know, driving-wise, but the numbers don't lie. Yeah, I, th I think this might be one that in five years the answer might change to Graham for me, but right now it's Bobby. Any input on that one, Zach? Not really. Well, we've, we've got a pair of F1 ones that, ironically, the Suns have the same name. We've got Alain Prost and Nico Prost. And I'm dying for somebody to try to argue that Nico Prost wins this. <clears throat> oh, it's Nico hands down. He's just so damn good. I mean, you saw what he did in the first ever Formula E race. Oh, yeah, he fucking died. I, I, am I remembering that accident backwards? I mean, it's possible I am, too. Either way, it's a lane. I mean, it absolutely is, but... I, I, I now have to look. I swear he's the one that did the killing. Either way, it was uh, ugly. Ugly, ugly. <clears throat> and I'm sure Zach will just say a lane, because that's probably the only one he really knows. Yeah, yes. no, he, he was the one that did the killing. I was right. The next one is... uh. Kiki versus Nico Rosberg. And I have to go with Nico. Defend your position. Well, I mean, when he was racing for uh, Mercedes, I mean, it was absolutely insane the way he walked away from the sport at the top of his game. Took a lot of balls, it took a lot of nerve, but uh, I think he was definitely plenty talented, and had he st you know, stuck around, I think he would have won even more championships. I'm going to argue the opposite of that. Um, 
I think he walked away because he knew he wasn't going to win another one. And the, the team certainly was not going to help him win another one because he was the number two driver and was not supposed to win. Exactly. So he had the option of continuing a team where the relationship's going to break down and, frankly, Mercedes is not going to keep him around. When it's him versus Lewis, Lewis was the better driver most of the year but didn't have the luck that year. So one vote for Nico, one vote for Kiki then. Zach, do you have also, uh... I'm just going to send you this picture and say, how can you vote against this mustache? Uh, easily. Wow. I don't have it. I mean, looks like he touches children. Hey, in the 80s, you didn't touch children with that mustache. In the 90s, you did, but not in the 80s. <laughs> so the tiebreaker goes to Zach. Oh. I already said I don't have an opinion. Well, that's why I'm trying to sway you here. Um, I don't know who we're talking about, and I'm trying to do other stuff right now. Oh, Nico and K.K. Rosberg. I, no idea. You know who Nico Rosberg is, though, right? Well, yeah. I know who you are. <laughs> so, I'm, Nico I'm, it is. Why don't I give you who K.K. beat to win his championship? Uh, Alain Prost, Nicky Lauda, Nelson P.K., Eddie Cheever, uh, Derek Daly, Nigel Mansell, Gilles Villeneuve, granted, you know, kind of died, if I remember correctly. Kind of died. He, like, really died. Yeah, kind of well, dead. Also, yeah, K.K. Rosberg won the championship without running all the races. Well, as, and, as impressive as that is, it's still hard to argue. He, he, he also... He also... <laughs> Also Nico had beat. Can I talk? <laughs> Nico beat Kiki or Kiki. Wow. Nico beat Lewis Hamilton in a team that did not want him to win that championship. I think that's more impressive, really. Yeah. Um. I would argue one of the reasons he was able to beat him is because Lewis Hamilton had a mechanical failure that Nico did not deal with in that season. And. They wiped each other out in Spain. Those were the two DNFs Lewis had. I'll also argue, K.K. Rosberg had to win his championship by finishing well in 1982 at Caesars Palace. Ooh, okay, yeah. There we go, I found the trump card. He had to race in that shithole of a track. It was much better as a cart venue. It was much better as a parking lot. Oh, that too. And I don't think we've swayed Zach at all. Please swayed me. That's what matters here. This one I think will be easy, as will the final one of the day. Jos and Max Verstappen. Well, that's not the final one. No, I said as will the final one. The final one oh. we're not even going to have to discuss, I'm sure. Uh, definitely Max. Zach, any opinion on the Verstappens? Max. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely Max, and we haven't even seen everything he's got for us. And then last one, you have Rusty versus the greatest of all time, Stephen fucking Wallace. You, you know who beats Stephen Wallace in this even before Rusty Wallace has to? A pole in the infield at Talladega. Traffic cones on the backstretch of Homestead, Miami. The yellow flag is out. Why didn't you slow down? <clears throat> the yellow flag is out. Oh, it's Stephen Wallace. Like, uh, Zach, you have any Stephen Wallace jokes to throw in before we just wrap it up? Uh... 
Yeah, I, I think that was probably the easiest yeah, one. Definitely the easiest one of the day. Alright, well that, that was certainly an interesting discussion. I'm glad we recorded it, because that, that all came from just wondering who was better, Bobby or Terry Labonte, although Zach didn't get to weigh in on that. Terry. Oh! I take. We agreed on Bobby. He won two championships in two completely different eras. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, and, there and Bobby is that, just had like a good run. There is that, but you gotta consider Bobby was more well-rounded as a racer. He stuck around a little bit longer in his off-track work. He didn't use the past champions provisional to get shitty cars into races for ten years after okay, he retired. Who took That's a it. Hall of Fame racing car to third place at Sonoma in two thousand six? Oh. 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 Yeah. Who should have not been in that car and should have been retired, though? Hey, listen. That's like. I mean, Bobby ran for a while in pretty crappy cars, too. He did. He did. But he also wasn't. He was actually, like, running those whole races. Like, he was trying to get a good finish. He wasn't just out there to collect a check, and that's what it felt like Terry was doing. Maybe not so much Terry, but the teams he was driving for. Oh, jeez, I just saw what Bobby Labonte's racing reference picture is. Oh, no. What is this? Does that be good? Oh! Oh, oh. He looks so out of place. Wait a minute. He looks like the kid that wore pajamas to school the day of school picture day. Wait a minute. I have another reason why it's Bobby. Because he was in this race. Oh, yeah. The iRacing Pro Invitational. Let's see, who did he beat? Uh, he beat Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Busch. Oh, God. Just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that wraps it up. Thanks for listening to whatever the hell this was. Or, or downloading it never listening to it. We don't care. As Leave opposed to the in. download podcast, this is the deleted podcast. <laughs> Leave well, a review, to... it helps us in the charts for whatever reason, because we... that's what every podcaster ever says. If we ever need a new name for this podcast, it'll be the NRL Delete Podcast. Yes. <laughs> Just delete this podcast. Alright, well, everybody, hopefully this distracted you for an hour and a half or so.